Bismillah Alhamdulillah Hamdan kathiran Tayyiban mubarakan Fih Kama yuhibbu rabbuna wa yardah Ashadu an la Ilaha illa Allah Wahdahu la sharika la Wa ashadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh Al-Nasih Al-Amin Allahumma salli ala nabiyina Muhammad Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Wa man tamasaka bisunnatihi ila yawmiddin Thumma amma ba'd Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah ala ni'mat al-Islam wa sunnah All praise and thanks belong to Allah For guiding us to Islam And for guiding us to the sunnah Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He has brought us all together today So that we may go over a tremendous affair And we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala For this tremendous opportunity And after thanking Allah azza wa jal we would like to extend our thanks to our beloved brothers there at Darul Fawaid Islamic Center in Toronto and our brothers from Basic Islam CA and all of those who helped to organize and to put this event together. The title of this weekend's seminar that it is on the call of the prophets and this is a tremendous topic this is a topic that is of extreme importance to every Muslim man, woman and child and especially in this day in which we live and we see that there are so many calls there are so many calls that have attached to it Islam but unfortunately you will find that the methodology of the likes of these calls is not one that is correct so in order to call properly then we have to call in the manner in which the prophets and the messengers they call their people as they are the best of examples and as the Prophet وسلم, he is the finest example for us the title of my particular address is The Call of the Prophets to Negation and Affirmation. The Call of the Prophets to Negation and Affirmation. Bidnilahi ta'ala, I encourage everyone who has the ability to grab a mushaf or if not to pay very close attention bithnillahi ta'ala and to grab a pen and a paper bithnillahi ta'ala and even those who have with them a mushaf to also have a pen and a paper inshallah ta'ala 
as we would like to look at some of the ayat from the book of Allah Azza wa Jal that relate to this topic so that we can clearly see the call of the prophets and what their call was based upon. Allah Azza wa Jal inside of his noble book he tells us وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ and I did not create the jinn, nor the mankind, except for them to worship me. I did not create the jinn, nor mankind, except for them to worship me. This ayah can be found in Surah Al-Dhariyat. And it is verse number 56. So for those who may have the Mus'haf with them, or they're following along on the app, then they will turn to Surah Al-Dhariyat, and they will turn to the 56th ayah. Allah Azza wa Jal, inside of this ayah, He informs us that He created the jinn and the mankind in order to worship Him. With ulama, the ulama they say, the ulama of tafsir, they mention هذه الآية فيها حصر that inside of this ayah you have a restriction in, in this ayah there is a restriction نعم and that restriction shows us the purpose of our creation our purpose and the reason for our creation. Naam. And that is so that we may establish the ibadah, we may establish the worship of Allah Azza wa Jal. That we may worship Allah Jalla wa'ala. The ulama they mention the al ma'loom because it is well known an al ma and nafiya because the ma here then it is a ma that is nafia. Naam. Meaning that it is negating. It is negating. So when you have this type of ma that negates something, coupled ma illa with the word illa wahiya adatul istithna. And this is a word that is used to identify an exception. Naam. This is a word that is used to identify an exception. Yafidul hasr wal When you have these two things together, then they will you will understand from them a restriction and that something is limited to something. Naam. Fayakunu ma'an al kalam. So therefore, the meaning of the, of the kalam, the meaning of this speech, the meaning of this ayah, when you look at it from this grammatical standpoint, then it is as if to say, That, verily, I created the jinn and the human beings for one purpose, and that is worship. Meaning, to worship Allah Azza wa Jal alone. Naam? That makes sense? Hmm? 
مثلا طيب then when we look at this ayah we see Allah Ta'ala's statement لِيَعْبُدُونَ to worship and in particular we want to look at the lamb the lamb that is here in this ayah and this lamb it is called lamb التعليل هذه اللام تسمى لام التعليل then it is called lamb of ta'lil meaning that it identifies the reason for something it identifies the reason for something others from the ulama they have called this lamb lamb al-hikmah the lamb which identifies the wisdom for something lamb the lamb that identifies lamb what the wisdom of something okay so it is a lamb that identifies in one case what This is not a rhetorical question. You tell me. It identifies what? In one case, it identifies the the reason. And in another case, it identifies the wisdom. Naam. So this lamb, lamu ta'in, then this will be this would identify the the reason for something. Naam. Others from the ulama they have called it the lamb of hikmah, where it identifies. The wisdom for something. Naam? That makes sense? So in that case, it will be identifying the wisdom and the reason for what? Huh? Huh? Why we created? For why we were created. Identifies the reason why we were created. And identifies the wisdom for our why we were what created correct like and what is that wisdom what is that reason what is that purpose is for what to worship Allah and to worship Allah alone now This lamb here, and it's important to understand because it identifies the purpose by which we were created and the reason for our creation. But it's important to understand that what? Here it means the reason for the purpose of something. The purpose. It identifies the purpose for a thing. And that which comes after the lamb then that is the purpose, that is what we are required, that is what is required of us. Naam. So we have here the lamb is li is connected to what word? Ya'budun. Naam. So the lamb is the lamb that identifies the purpose and the reason for something and is connected, and that which comes after it identifies the purpose and identifies the reason itself. It spells it out. And that is Ya'budun. To worship Allah. That makes sense? But it's important to understand why is it ta'lil al-ghaya, why is it the ta'lil al-ghaya identifying a purpose for something? Because qad yakun wa qad la yakun. Because this purpose, it may be fulfilled or it may not be fulfilled. Now, And this reality is witnessed by mankind, is it not? Because 
are there for mankind, those who they fulfill this purpose? Do we have for mankind those who fulfill this purpose? Hmm? Do we have for mankind those who fulfill this purpose? Yes or no? Huh? Would you say what? No. Some don't. Right? And they are who? The Kufar. Correct? Right. And then some do fulfill this purpose. And they are who? The Muslims. The believers. Ma'am? So, Allah Azza wa Jal, He identifies and He tells us the purpose by way in which we were created. However, it is to, un to, to be understood and we understand from that, that does not mean that everyone fulfills the purpose. Some people fulfill the purpose and some people don't fulfill the purpose. Ma'am? So because the human beings have a choice on whether or not they fulfill the purpose or not, then thus it is what? It is needed, prophets and messengers, to go to them, to call them, to fulfill the purpose from way in which they were created, for the reason that they were created, for the wisdom behind their creation, to fulfill that purpose. Naam. So Allah He has sent to mankind prophets and messengers. Allah He has not left mankind to their own whims and desires. He has not left mankind alone. That makes sense? Naam. So these prophets and these messengers, when they went to their people, they went to their people, calling their people to, to what? So he sent. Naam. And in order to implement the Tawheed and establish the Tawheed, then you need two aspects. You need two pillars. And those pillars are negation and affirmation. Now, wait, they are what? Negation and affirmation. So, huh? You said they were what? Well, yeah, no, no, no. The Shahada, the Shahada, the first part of the, of the Shahada is what? And this has two pillars. And those pillars are what? Hmm? Negation and affirmation. Naam. Because all of the prophets and messengers called their people to La ilaha illallah. And then you find therein a negation. And you find therein what? Affirmation. Naam. Sent. Allah Azza wa Jal, He tells us, وَلَقَدْ بَعَثْنَا فِي كُلِّ أُمَّةَ الرَّسُولَ فَنِعْبُدُ اللَّهِ وَاشْتَنِبُ الطَّاغُوتِ Allah Azza wa Jal, He tells us in His noble book, and we have sent to every nation a messenger proclaiming, worship Allah alone and stay away from the false deities. Worship Allah alone and stay away from the false deities. In this ayah, where Allah Azza wa Jal explained to us the reason and the purpose by way in which He sent the prophets and the messengers and what they went and what they called their people to, we find negation and we find affirmation. The affirmation is in Allah Ta'ala's statement, Worship Allah. Naam, this is an affirmation to make all of the ibadah for who? For Allah and for Allah alone. Naam. And we have also here a negation a nafi and that can be found where who knows 
To leave off the false deities. Now, stay away from the false deities. And stay away from the false deities. Avoid the false deities. This is the meaning of a tawheed. And this is important to understand because you see, when you understand properly what is the meaning of a tawheed, then this questions all of that, uh, uh, what do you call it? Shosmo. Uh, Interfaith da'wah. Now, interfaith da'wah. It crushes this. Why? Because what is true monotheism? True monotheism is what? Tawheed. And tawheed is necessitated that it has to comprise of a negation and an affirmation. It has to comprise of a negation and of an affirmation. If it is missing that negation, that's not tawheed. Now, if a person comes and he say, yes, we affirm that Allah is to be worshipped, that person has yet to implement Tawheed because they only have affirmed a portion of it. What is needed in order to complete it is what? Negation. And that nothing else is to be worshipped. Allah is worshipped and only Allah. Nothing else is to be worshipped. Naam. Without that negation, then they have not implemented Tawheed. They are not upon monotheism. They are not a monotheist. No way. How could they be? Huh? If they don't negate the false deities, if they don't negate the legitimacy of, of worship for the false deities, how could they be a monotheist? Can't. It's not, it's not possible. That makes sense. Wait. So this is the meaning of it. Tawheed. It comprises of ibad when nafi. It comprises of an affirmation and a negation. Let's flip that order. It comprises of a negation and an affirmation. That makes sense? It comprises of a negation and of an affirmation. Hasanan. Where do we see this? We see this in the kalima of a tawheed. And that is, La ilaha illallah. Because in La ilaha illallah, we have a negation and we have an affirmation. The negation, then that is in the statement, La ilaha. This negates ibadah. This negates ibadah for everything other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, and in the statement, Illallah, then this affirms ibadah for Allah and for Allah Azza wa Jal alone. That makes sense. But, so the call of the Anbiya and the Rusul, so the call of the Prophets and the Messengers, then it was to what? To? Abandoning false deities and worship Allah alone. How else can you say that? It is a call to what? To Tawheed. How else can you say that? Hint the title of today's lecture. Then it is what? It is a call to negation and affirmation. Now,
here in this ayah the nafi is in Allah Ta'ala's statement وَاشْتَنِبُ الطَّاوُوتِ نعم فَاشْتِنَابُ الطَّاوُوتِ then this is the negation وَفِيهَا الْإِثْبَاتِ الْعِبَادَ لِلَّهِ وَحْدَهُ دُونَ مَا سِوَى and it is an affirmation of the worship for Allah alone without anything else with no others نعم so we find clearly here in this ayah the ayah where Allah Ta'ala tells us that He sent to every nation every nation a messenger and that all of the, those messengers call their people to worship Allah alone and to stay away from Ta'ud. So we find therein affirmation, negation. Worship Allah alone, this is the affirmation. Stay away from Ta'ud, this is the negation. Naam, because this is what? This is the da'wah of the Anbiya and the Rusul. This is the da'wah of the Anbiya and of the Rusul. Naam. Bye. وقال الله سبحانه وتعالى We have another example of this. Allah Azza wa Jalla says inside of His noble book, وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا إِيَّا And your Lord has قَضَى نعم وقال العلماء معنى القضاء أمر that your Lord has commanded your Lord has commanded نعم because we know this was the command of all nations. Those nations of the past and of the present. Same command. Naam. Allah Ta'ala says, وَمَا أُمِرُوا And they were not commanded except to worship Allah alone, making all of the religion sincerely for Him. Naam. So this was the command. So Allah Ta'ala, He says, وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ And your Lord has commanded. Mm, your Lord. This points to what category of a tawheed? Naam, your Lord. Because Allah Ta'ala, He is the one who created us. Allah Azza wa Jal, He is the one who sustains us. Allah Azza wa Jal, He is the giver of life, the causer of death. Allah Azza wa Jal, he is the one who arranges the affairs, controls yani, the universe. Huh? Allah Azza wa Allah and, and Allah Azza wa does all of that by Himself. Naam. So thus, all of the ibadah has to be unto Him and to Him alone. So Allah Ta'ala He says, وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ And your Lord, He has commanded, أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا إِيَّا That none is worshipped except for Him. Naam, in this ayah, we have negation and we have affirmation. That negation is where? On this, ah, where is that negation? I'll say the ayah again. وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا إِيَّا Hmm. And your Lord has commanded that none be worshipped except but Him. None be worshipped except for Him? That is what? That's negation. Okay, where's the affirmation? Huh? Except what? No, no. That none be worshipped. And then we have? 
accept him. So accept him is the what? That's the affirmation. That's the affirmation. Naam. And we see that it comes here in this ayah in that order. Is that the negation comes, then the affirmation. Right? The negation comes, then the affirmation. Allah ta'abudu. Negation. Except for him. So therefore we understand what? This is similar to what? What does this remind you of? La ilaha illallah. Because it comes in the same order. It comes in the exact same order. So you have the negation and then you have the affirmation. That makes sense? Right. Also, Allah Azza wa Jal, inside of his noble book, He He says اعبدوا الله ولا تشركوا به شيئا Also Allah Azza wa Jalla inside of his noble book he says Worship Allah alone and do not associate partners with him Worship Allah alone and do not associate partners with him Naam the command to worship Allah alone. This is what? Worship Allah alone. This is affirmation. Wala tushriku bihi shay'a. We have made this negation. We've been prohibited from worshiping other than Allah Azza wa Jal. Naam. So we have in this ayah, as we understand from it, an affirmation and a negation. Now this is from what we understand from the ayah. That also is here, negation and affirmation. But more specifically, what is, what is found in this ayah is that you have an amr wa nahi. You have a command and you have a prohibition. You have a command and you have a prohibition. Naam. So of course from the command that we understand that there is there the affirmation. And from the prohibition then there is therein a negation. A negation. Right? The command, the command, then that is an Allah Ta'ala statement. It's a command. Worship Allah. Right? So now, where is the prohibition? Is where? In the rest of the ayah. Correct? وَلَا تُشْرِكُوا بِهِ شَيْئًا And do not call upon anything along with him in worship. Do not associate partners with him in worship. Naam. So we have here, here in this ayah, this, this la that is here, وَلَا تُشْرِكُوا لَا هُنَا This la here is la and nahiya. This is a prohibited or this is a la that prohibits. Naam, it's a lie that prohibits. That makes sense? So we're being commanded or prohibited from doing something, and that is to associate partners with Allah. Well, the aim and usul, and inside of the knowledge of the fundamentals, right, the principles in, in, uh, of the religion, is that what? Is that a prohibition is like a negation. إِذَا If it comes upon that which is indefinite, 
if it comes upon something that is indefinite, then فَإِنَّهُ يَفِيدُ الْعُمُومِ Then it, you will understand from it a generality. This is very important. You will understand from it a generality. Where is that indefinite? The indefinite comes inside of the ayah, شَيْئًا The indefinite, it comes inside of the ayah, شَيْئًا نعم Because here, and then شَيْئًا is, is, is translated as anything. As anything. نعم So that, and do not associate Anything with Allah Azza wa Jal, nothing whatsoever. No matter what it is, no matter, yani, is, yani, it doesn't matter. Don't associate anything with Allah Azza wa Jal. So we understand here from this nahi, we understand here from this prohibition, a nahi an jamir and where shirk that this is a this is a prohibition on all of in all types of shirk. It prohibits all types of shirk. That makes sense? But also we understand from this prohibition. Also we understand from this prohibition. And nahi an shirk al-asgar. That it is a prohibition on minor shirk. That it is a prohibition on minor shirk. Naam? Because Allah Ta'ala says, La tushriku. Don't associate anything with him as a partner. Allah Ta'ala, he did not specify major shirk and not minor shirk. So this is anything that is shirk is prohibited. This is a prohibition on all types and all forms of shirk, all manifestations of shirk. So it enters into this shirk al-asghar, al-nahi an al-shirk al-asghar. But also al-nahi an al-shirk al-akbar. Naam, it's also a prohibition upon the major shirk. Naam, on the major shirk. It's also a prohibition on shirk al-khafi. Naam, a prohibition upon the hidden shirk, the inconspicuous shirk. Okay? Naam. Wa also, what's understood is that what? No one has the right to associate anyone as a partner with Allah. لا ملك not an angel ولا نبي not a prophet ولا صالح not a righteous person ولا طالح and not even an irrighteous person an irreligious person can't make sure can't associate anything with Allah as a partner you can't give anyone Ibadah except Allah. Only Allah deserves worship. An angel does not deserve worship. A prophet does not deserve worship. Let's stop there at the prophet. Once we know that the call of the prophets and the messengers was to call their people to worship Allah and Allah alone, then we see the fallacy in Christianity. Why? Because they will have us believe that Isa, Nabiullah, Rasulullah, Alayhi salatu wassalam called his people to worship him and his mother. A'udhu billah. This is not correct. He didn't call his people to do that. But rather he called his people to worship Allah alone. A'budullah. Worship Allah alone. A'budullah. Rabbi wa rabbakum. Worship Allah alone. My Lord and your Lord. 
Because that's the right way. Alhamdulillah ala ni'matil islam wa sunnah. Wala rajulun salih. And not a righteous man. Alhamdulillah ala ni'matil islam wa sunnah. Naam. Alhamdulillah ala ni'matil islam. Particularly here in context we'll be talking about. Alhamdulillah for the bounty of Islam that we're not Christians. So we don't worship messengers. We don't worship angels. Naam. Alhamdulillah. But also make sure you add to that when you thank Allah and you praise Allah for guiding you to Islam, make sure you add to that was sunnah and the sunnah. Because alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala has guided us to the sunnah, we are not from the Sufiyah. Because the Sufiyah, they worship righteous men. You see? They worship those who are dead in the graves. You see? Wallahu musta'an. You have from them even those who worship irreligious men. Those who weren't religious. And this is through their own admission. They admit this. Naam. Because in their twisted understanding, once a person has reached a certain level, they don't have to pray no more. The, the rules of, of Islam is not upon them no more. So there's no haram for them. So they can eat pork. They can do whatever. Huh? They can drink liquor. Huh? So a person that has this description, you call this man righteous? The man eat pork and he drink liquor, he don't pray? That man is righteous? No, that man not righteous. But they say he righteous and they still pray to him. So you have from them those who they worship, those who are righteous and those who are not even righteous. All praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam, for guiding us to the sunnah. But also what? There is no thought, there is no ibadah, naam, there is no ibadah for the alim, the alim, the scholar. Is there ibadah for him? No. No. We don't worship anyone from the scholars. Because we only worship who? Allah. La ilaha illallah, la ma'abuda bihaqqin illallah. None has the right to be worshipped in truth except Allah. Naam. So here, also, we don't worship anyone. Yani, wala qareeb, wala ba'id. Whether they're close or whether they're far, doesn't matter. We don't worship anything. We don't worship anything, whether that thing is close or that thing is far. If the thing is far, like the... Uh, the moon and the stars and, and the sun and so on and so forth, it don't matter, we don't worship it. If it is close, like a rock or a tree or what have you, we don't worship it. We only worship Allah Because the call of the prophets was to call their people to negation. And that negation was a negation of everything that is worshipped other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And to call their people to an affirmation. And that affirmation was to worship Allah and Allah alone. That's it. Only Allah Azzawajal. That makes sense? And so we understand from this that there is no uh, that there is no one that deserves worship except Allah, that we are not allowed to worship anything other than Allah. We are not allowed to commit any type of shirk whatsoever. We understand all of that from Allah Ta'ala's statement, Shay'a. Naam, that makes sense? We understand that from Allah Ta'ala's statement, Shay'a. 
Nothing is to be worshipped other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَهَذَا إِسْتِرْلَالِ ظَاهِرِ الْوَاضِحِ this, this pointing here, نعم, uh, this points to something that is clear and it is apparent. It is clear. These are, one of those, these are from those ayat that every Muslim understands. These are from those clear ayat that every Muslim understands. And that is that what? Is that worship Allah alone and do not associate partners with Allah in worship. Naam, wabah. But Tawheed, so therefore, monotheism, then it has to be a combination between and nafi wal ithbat. Tawheed, it has to be a combination between negation and affirmation. Naam, the Tawheed, it has to be a combination between negation and affirmation. So therefore, what's true monotheism? What's true monotheism? You have to combine between what? Between negation and affirmation. Naam. If you come with one and not the other, it's not tawheed. And the prophets and the messengers, what do they call their people to? To la ilaha illallah. How do you say that another way? They call the people to what? To negation and affirmation. Say that another way. They call the people to what? To Tawheed Ahsantum Naam Because the call of the prophets and the messengers Was to call their people to Tawheed Allah Azza wa Jalla tells us in his noble book Showing us that this is the way Allah Azza wa Jalla tells us in his noble book Wa ilahukum ilahun wahid That your Lord is one And your Lord is one La ilaha illahu ar-Rahman ar-Rahim And none has the right to be worshipped the truth except but him the most beneficent, the most merciful. Naam. وقال الله في كتابه الكريم وقال الله لا تتخذوا إلهين اثنين Allah Ta'ala says, and don't take two gods. Allah Ta'ala says in the noble book, and Allah says, don't take two gods. Don't take two things that you worship. Naam. Because إله بمعنى معبود because ilah, what it means is that which is taken as an object of worship, that which is worship. Allah Azza wa Jalla says, don't take two objects of worship. Don't take two objects of worship. Alhamdulillah, all praise and thanks belong to Allah for guidance to Islam, for guidance to the Sunnah. Because what? The Christians, they worship more than Allah Azza wa Jalla. And Allah Azza wa Jalla says here, don't take two gods, don't take two objects of worship. Right? Okay. But they do. Right? Okay. So how are they believers? Because they're not. They're not believers. Ma'am? They're not believers. That's why the interfaith is, is a disservice to humanity. Because you're, 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 uh, you're uh, convincing the people that they're upon good when they're not. You're convincing the people that they don't need to do anything else when they need to do a lot more. They need to abandon shirk. They need to worship Allah So this is a disservice. This is a disservice to those Christians. Allah says, He said, but rather, they, he said, but there's only, there's only one 
true object of worship. There's only one who is worshipped in truth, and that is who? Allah. ذَلِكَ بِأَنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الْحَقِّ وَأَنَّمَا يَدْعُونَ مِنْ دُونِهِ This is because Allah, He is the truth, and that which is called upon other than Him, then it is false. Naam. So Allah Ta'ala says, إِنَّمَا هُوَ إِلَاهٌ وَاحِدٌ Verily, it is only one ilah. It's only one who's worshipped the truth. There's only one who was worshipping the truth. Naam. Allah Azza wa Jalla says, وَمَنْ يَدْعُوا مَعَ اللَّهِ إِلَاهًا آخَرٌ لَا بُرْهَانَ لَهُ بِهِ فَإِنَّمَا حِسَابُهُ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِ Allah Ta'ala says, And that verily the one who calls upon other than Allah, of which he has no clear evidence by way in which to do so, he has no justification by way in which to do so, then verily his reckoning is with his Lord. His reckoning is with his Lord. Naam, listen, those people who they call it to come with the inner faith stuff, these are individuals who worship other than Allah Azza wa Jal. They worship others along with Allah or instead of Allah Azza wa Jal. Naam. Allah Ta'ala says, whoever does that, then his reckoning is with his Lord. Does that sound something light to you? That sounds something that's not scared, that's not you know, terrifying? Then his reckoning is with his Lord? That's terrifying. Naam, this is terrifying. The one who calls upon other than Allah, he worships. Other than Allah, she worships. Other than Allah, then their reckoning is with their Lord. Then Allah Ta'ala, so we're not mistaken on who these individuals are. So we're not mistaken on who they are. Naam, Allah Ta'ala, he says, Innahu, verily he, meaning who Allah, la yuflihu, he does not grant success to who? Because to who? To this one who was worshiping other than Allah. But in Allah, he names them what? Ahsans. What does he name them? You just said it. Disbelievers, Allah Ta'ala, he says, What? Innahu la yuflihu al-kafirun. Verily, he does not grant success to the disbelievers. So Allah Azza wa Jal calls them what? Kafirun, disbelievers. So why are the people going lying to them, telling them that they they believers? You see, you see how despicable this is. You see how this is. Yeah, this is a crime against humanity. That's a crime against humanity. How are you telling people that it's okay to make shirk? What is the call of the prophets and the messengers? Let us take an example. This is why we're gonna be gonna highlight the interfaith stuff, okay? Because there are too many Muslims who they fallen victim to the likes of this stuff, and they're calling people to this like it's like it's okay. And all of these interfaith groups, who do they claim? All these interfaith groups, they claim Ibrahim. They call them Abrahamic religions. Now, that's what they say. But we know there's not no, there's no Abrahamic religions. It's not, that's, that's not right. That's Anam, because the Abrahamic religion is what is Hanafiya. It's what? It's Islam. It's to worship Allah, Allah alone. It's to, it's to implement monotheism. Now, but they want to claim Abraham. They want to claim Ibrahim, alayhi salatu wassalam. They want to claim Ibrahim alayhi salatu wassalam. But Allah Ta'ala tells us inside of his noble book, قَدَ كَانَتْ لَكُمْ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا That verily you have for you an, an excellent example. You have for you an excellent example. فِي who? In, in who? فِي إِبْرَاهِيمٍ You have for you an excellent example inside of Ibrahim. Now. Ibrahim alayhi salam. 
So those people who want to claim Ibrahim, then you got to be like Ibrahim. Allah Ta'ala says he has an excellent example. We have an excellent example for you inside of Ibrahim. And Ibrahim, Allah Ta'ala said, قَدْ كَانَتْ لَكُمْ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ فِي إِبْرَاهِيمٌ وَالَّذِينَ مَعَهُ in Ibrahim and those who were with him, meaning those believers who were with Ibrahim, If Qalu, when they said, when they said, لِقَوْمِهِمْ When they said to their people, what did Ibrahim, والسلام, and the believers with him, what did they say to their people? What was their declaration to their people? What did they tell their people? They told their people, إِنَّا بُرَآءٌ مِّنْكُمْ وَمِمَّا تَعْبُدُونَ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ they said, verily, we disbelieve in you. No, excuse me. They said to them, verily, we free ourselves from you. We disassociate ourselves from you. And that which you worship other than Allah. So Ibrahim showed what? The negation. That we free ourselves from you. And from what you worship. That's what? Negation. Right? And then he said, other than Allah. So we understand from that what an affirmation, because the affirmation is for the ibadah of Allah. He's negating the ibadah of everything he worship other than Allah Azza wa Jal. So again we see negation and affirmation. Again we see negation and affirmation. So they are free. So the way of Ibrahim is to free himself, and one has to free himself, or one or she has to free herself from what? From the ibadah of everything other than Allah. And then they said to them, Kafarna bikum, and we disbelieve in you. Disbelieve in you, disbelieve in your way, your lifestyle. And there is between us and between you enmity, and hatred ever then, forever. Forever. Until. Forever. Until. Tu'minu billahi wahda. Until you believe in Allah alone. Meaning in what? Until you worship Allah and Allah alone. Until that happens, then there's enmity and hatred between us. Ma'am? That makes sense? That call, the call of Ibrahim, is that a call that's clear or that's ambiguous? Everyone understand that call or that call is not clear? It's clear, right? That's the true monotheism. That's the true call of Ibrahim. So when one looks at that, then they clearly see that what? That the Jews and the Christians, they're not upon the way of Ibrahim. They're not upon the way of Ibrahim, alayhi salatu wasalam. Because the way of Ibrahim, alayhi salatu wasalam, that it was what? It was this to establish it, Tawheed. Shirk is an evil and despicable thing. There is not a single prophet except that they came warning their people from uh, from shirk. Naam. They all warned their people from shirk and commanded their people not to make shirk. Allah Ta'ala says, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا مِنْ قَبْلِكَ مِنْ رَسُولِ إِلَّا نُوحِي إِلَيْهِ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنَا فَعْبُدُونَ Allah Ta'ala says, and we have not sent a single messenger before you, meaning you or Muhammad, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Except that we revealed unto him That verily none has the right to be worshipped in truth Except for me So therefore worship me Thus worship me Naam. So we find here Allah Ta'ala tells us That there was never a single messenger was sent 
except that it was revealed unto him what? La ilaha illallah. Naam. So we have in that what? Negation and affirmation. Because the call of the prophets was to negation and affirmation. In other words, it was to call to a tawheed. It was calling the people to worship Allah, Allah alone, and stay away from the false deities. This was the call of the prophets and the messengers. Naam. Allah Azza wa Jal. So, so we see this again, right? We see this concept. This concept is all throughout the Quran of negation, affirmation. Because you have to negate those things that are worshipped other than Allah, and you have to what? You have to affirm all of the worship for Allah and Allah alone. Allah Ta'ala says, and this is the ayah that these interfaith guys, they like using. <laughs> they like using it, right? And what's one is that one? La ikraha fiddin. There is no compulsion in the religion. They love using that one. There's no compost in the religion. It's true. It's true. It's true. Right? But why don't they finish it? Finish the verse. Okay? <laughs> finish it. La ikrah hafiddin. There's no compulsion in the religion. Because the truth has been made clear from the falsehood. There's no compulsion because the truth is made clear from the falsehood. It's clear. Yeah? Those who choose falsehood, they only do it to their own detriment. They destroy themselves. But the truth is clear. It's clear. It's been made clear from the falsehood. So ever disbelieves in Ba'ud. What was the ayah we started with? Or the second ayah rather? Was what? And we said to every nation a messenger proclaiming, Worship Allah alone and stay away from what? Ba'ud. Yeah, stay away from the false deities. Naam. So we have here what? And whoever disbelieves in the false deities. Naam. Whoever disbelieves in the false deities. Do you see the consistency of the truth? It's consistent. Naam. There's no contradictions. Huh? It's consistent. Worship Allah alone. Disbelieve in the false deities. Worship Allah alone. Do not worship anything else. None has the right to be worshipped in truth except Allah. La ilaha illallah. So we find here, فَمَنْ يَكْفُرْ بِالْطَّابُوتِ Whoever disbelieves in the false deities. And Allah Ta'ala says, وَيُؤْمِنْ بِاللَّهِ And they believe in Allah. But disbelief in the false deities, this is what? Negation. وَيُؤْمِنْ بِاللَّهِ And they believe in Allah. This is what? Affirmation. So we see again what? Negation and affirmation. The call of the prophets was to negation and affirmation. But Allah Ta'ala he says, whoever does this, whoever disbelieves in the Ba'ud and they believe in Allah. And you, yeah, and maybe now we see why they don't read the, the whole verse. Because <laughs> it refutes them, right? So they take what they want from it. Read the whole verse. There's no compulsion in religion because the truth is made clear from the forces. So thus, whoever disbelieves in the false deities, they believe in Allah. And whoever does this, then they would have grabbed hold on to the most trustworthy handhold that will never break. And Allah is the all-hearing, the all-seeing. Uh, excuse me, the all-hearing, the all-knowing. And Allah is the all-hearing, the all-knowing. Naam. Allah Azza wa Jal showing us the harms of shirk so that we can understand why the prophets and the messengers they warned their people from this and why we have to model our call after the call of the prophets and the messengers 
calling the people to establish Tawheed and to stay away from the shirk. Because what's at stake is 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 great, yani the the uh, yani it's not it's not a small thing, but what what is at stake is is, is something that is uh, tremendous. So we have to make sure uh, that we are on the right side of things, as they say. Right? We have to make sure that we are we, we that we are on the right side of things, that we don't we don't do what we're not supposed to do. We don't fall into this this uh, this dangerous affair. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Wait, Allah Azza wa Jal He says in His noble book so that we can see Allah Taala. He says, "Wa yushrik billah." Whoever associate partners with Allah. Whoever associates partners with Allah. Allah Ta'ala He says, فَقَدْ حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ الْجَنَّةِ Then Allah will make Jannah haram for him. Whoever disbelieves in Allah, Allah will make the Jannah haram for him. That's, that's tremendous. Jannah is haram for a person. If the Jannah is haram, if the Jannah is haram, what's the only alternative? The hellfire. The only alternative, therefore, if it's not the Jannah, then it's going to be the what? The fire, the hellfire. Allah Ta'ala, He says, And His abode, His final abode, it will be the hellfire. And you will not find for the oppressors, you will not find for those who misappropriate any helper. Why we say misappropriate? Because Allah Ta'ala calls them ghalimun. They are ghalimun. And dhul, it is to put something in other than its proper place. So these people misappropriate. What do they misappropriate? Ibadah. They take the ibadah, they take the worship that belongs to Allah, and they put it to other than Allah Azza wa Jal. So this is the greatest misappropriation. This is the greatest dhul. Naam, this is the greatest dhul. In the shirka, the dhul mun azim. Allah Ta'ala tells us elsewhere in the Quran that verily shirk is the greatest dhul. It's the greatest dhul. It's the greatest oppression that one can do against themselves is to make shirk. The greatest destruction one can do to themselves is to make shirk. Naam. We ask Allah to add a safety and protection from the likes of these things. Amen. So Allah Ta'ala says the near abode will be the hellfire and they will have no helpers. Allah Azza wa Jalla says, Inna Allah la yaghfiru ayushraka bih wa yaghfiru maduna dhalika liman yasha. That verily Allah does not forgive that partners are associated with Him, but He forgives other than that to whom He pleases. SubhanAllah. The ulama they point out here in this ayah that Allah Ta'ala, He did not specify the type of shirk. Allah Ta'ala just said that verily Allah does not forgive shirk. So some of the ulama they use this ayah from the Shaykh Rasulullah Ibn also you find that uh, Shaykh Al-Islam, Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab, yani he brings it like this inside of Kitab al-Tawheed, so as to scare people, don't make shirk, scare them from shirk. Allah Ta'ala, he does not specify shirk akbar 
and not shirk azra of that which he won't forgive. Allah does not specify. He just says shirk, whether it's small shirk, whether it's major shirk, whether it's hidden shirk. It just says shirk. Ma'am. And they bring it like this sometimes the early man and leave it general to scare people. Don't make no shirk because no shirk is, is, is acceptable. Naam. Of course, yani, uh, naam. We leave it like that too. Uh, don't make no shirk. Because remember, look, small shirk is only called small shirk in relation to major shirk. It's not that it's small. Because small shirk is worse than every other sin. Naam. But I'm saying it's worse than every other sin. So, let's name a nasty sin. Murder. What's worse? Murder or minor shirk? Minor shirk. Now, what's worse? Fornication or minor shirk? Minor shirk. It's worse. What's worse? Theft and stealing and robbery or minor shirk? Minor shirk is worse. So yes, it's minor in comparison to major shirk, because major shirk is, is major. It removes a person from the deen of Islam. They won't be forgiven. They go to hell forever. They never get out. Jannah's haram for them. They will have no helper. Nah, the blood is lawful, so on and so forth. Nah, so something that could, could, could earn you all of that, then yeah, that's major. That's major. But just because the minor shirk, a person won't stay in hell forever. They don't leave Islam. Their blood is not lawful. But it's still serious. It's still worse than murder. It's still worse than fornication. It's still worse than adultery. Naam. So it's still major. When compared to everything else. It's still a big thing. It's just small compared to major shirk. That's it. Right? But in any event, Allah Ta'ala says that He will not forgive those who associate partners with Him. But He forgives other than that to whom He pleases. Naam. Bila shak wa bila ray. The prophets, they call their people to worship Allah and Allah alone. And to stay away from, to stay away from shirk. And there's no exception as relates to this. If a person does shirk, then their deeds are destroyed. There's no exception. Allah Ta'ala, He says, well, uh, Allah Ta'ala says, says, And we revealed to you and then those who came before you that verily if you, even you, Muhammad وسلم, was to make shirk, was to associate partners with Allah in worship, then all of your deeds will be rendered null and void. All of your deeds null and void. And verily, undoubtedly, most definitely, you will be from the losers. But rather, worship Allah alone. And be from those who are grateful. Worship Allah alone and be from those who are grateful. Now, those who are grateful, why? Because when a person takes that which Allah Ta'ala has given him, a person takes the body that Allah has given him, a person takes the intellect that Allah Ta'ala has given him, a person takes all the faculties and blessings that Allah Ta'ala has given him. A person takes the materials that Allah Ta'ala has given him. A person takes 
yani, uh, 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 that which Allah has created and then he utilizes it to worship other than Allah this is the epitome of being ungrateful this is the epitome of ingratitude ma'am so Allah Ta'ala says but rather worship Allah and be from those who are thankful and be from those who are those who are thankful that is because Allah is the truth and that which is worship other than him, that it is done so in falsehood. La ilaha illallah. This is what the prophets and the messengers, they call the people to, to establish the worship to Allah and Allah alone. To stay away from the false deities and stay away from that which is worship other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the deen that is true. This is the call that is true. So any call that you find that is not centered around a tawheed that does not begin, have its middle and ending with tawheed. And this is not to say that other things are not called to. Because the Prophet Sallallahu he called the people to tawheed the whole of his, his mission, right? But yet he still explained to them all of the aspects of their religion. So calling to tawheed doesn't mean that you don't call people to good character, Naam, which enters Tawheed enters that first and foremost, that you have good character with Allah Naam. But it doesn't negate the fact that you call people to worship correctly, to, to make the ibadah correctly. So you teach them how to pray, you teach them how to fast, you teach them how to make hajj, how to make umrah, huh? You teach them how to pay zakah, so on and so forth. All those things that are needed, those social ills that we have from uh people suffering from various social ills and, and vices and so on and so forth they're all addressed inside of the deen of islam the cure is inside the deen of al-islam now all of these things have been explained by the prophet وسلم, so that to the, to the right call is a call that it is yani, based upon the call of the prophet muhammad وسلم, and that was definitely not a call that was avoided so he nor a call that um uh put down at Tawheed or make Tawheed seem like it's not significant or that there are more pressing issues and matters that we have. Anyone who you find speaking with this type of speech, they know for surety they're upon falsehood. They're not upon the way of the Prophet Muhammad Because understand this, understand this fact. Let's say you called an individual. Let's say it was a kafir. Now I'm going to talk about rectifying a person. Let's say it was a kafir. And you call that kafir to all those good things. So this, let's say it was a kafir lady. Now, so now this kafir lady, she starts to dress pr properly. She don't wear, yani she don't go outside naked, but she dress properly. She cover her hair. She stopped beating pork. She stopped praying. She stopped drinking liquor. She stopped going to the clubs. She stopped having boyfriends. Now, all that. But she don't implement tawheed. Is all of that that she's doing, is that going to help her? No. Is, that, is she going to be safe from the hellfire? Nope. Not at all. Now, so what is the most important thing that you have to treat her with? It's Tawheed. That's the most important thing. When you look at the triage and all the issues she may have with her, the greatest of her issues is that she, is that she worships other than Allah. That's the greatest of her issues. So you have to... The, 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 the top of her treatment, the top of her cure is where it's in Tawheed. Now, and it's the middle too. Why? Because if, because if you start with Tawheed and you leave it, does it help you? No. So it got to be the middle of the affair as well. If you don't end upon Tawheed, does it help you? No. It has to be the ending as well. Because if shirk mixes with an action, it destroys it. Allah Ta'ala tell us that, it told us that in the ayat in which we just recited. 
So that's why we say Tawheed is the beginning, middle, and end. It's, it's, a, it's a constant. Right? That makes sense? Because this is the call of the prophets and the messengers. فَنَكْتَفِي بِهَذَا الْقَدَرُ عَلَى نَبِيِّنَا مُحَمَّدٍ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ وَجَزَاكُمُ اللَّهُ خَيْرًا